Welcome to another episode of the Divine Dreams Podcast. I'd like to acknowledge that the audio quality in these early recordings is not at the level that I want. That being said, part of my journey is learning to take action and refining over time. So I'm launching with the content we already have instead of going back and re-recording. With each recording session, we are making modifications to our process, so bear with us through these early episodes. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. We need to learn to intuitively figure out what is the right thing for us to do, because everybody's going to have an opinion about what we should do. But the real thing we need to be doing is listening to ourselves. When you're first learning about intuition, when you're first trying to say, how does that work? They're very weak signals, right? They're very subtle signals. You know, it's like trying to hear a whisper in a crowded room of screaming people. You're never going to hear that whisper. You've got to empty that room, you've got to get everyone quiet, and then you can start to listen that signal listen to that listen. Alright, Satnam, hello and welcome again to another episode of this Divine Dreams show. The uh, topic we wanted to talk about here is an idea of right versus wrong. Uh, and I'm not saying that from um, you know like disciplining your children or, or anything like that. Um, what I'm talking about is this idea of of thinking that there's always one solution for a, a problem or thinking that there is the best way for myself is the best way for everybody. That's really what I'm talking about. Um, and we're all individuals and not everything is a good solution for everybody else. Um, let me give you an illustration of this point and then we can sort of dive into it. Let's use the analogy of exercise. So... Let's say that I want to be more healthy. My doctor says I need to exercise. And so I'm like, okay, what's the best form of exercise? Right? Well, you can go online and you can search on Google. What's the best form of exercise to, let's say, get healthier? And so you start looking around and you start saying, well, what's, what's the, uh, what's, what should I do? Right? Well, you could go to the gym and work out, well, then what am I going to work out? Am I going to do CrossFit? Am I going to go do some cardio? Am I going to do, you know, there's a number of things you could do. Am I going to go run on a treadmill? Am I going to go run outside? Am I going to, am I going to go to a spin class and, and sit on a, you know, a, a stationary bike for an hour in a class? Or am I going to take my mountain bike out or my road bike out and go outside? Is there a right answer for that? There isn't a single answer for that. It depends on the individual, right? Personally, myself, I've always been a runner, right? I've enjoyed running since I was a kid. I love running. I like the challenge of going for a three-mile, five-mile, ten-mile run. And so that would, you know, if, if I was to say, if someone would say, you know what, you really need to get back to, to being more healthy, uh, if I was for some reason out of health, that would be where I would naturally be inclined to go. Some people start running and are tortured by the idea of running and think, I've got to run because that's what everybody else is doing. And I'm just like, why are you torturing yourself? <laughs> right? I mean, like, like, or even more so, they run and they got really bad pains in their knees because either they have poor posture or, you know, for any number of reasons. And there's a lot of reasons why we could talk about 
you know, why running causes pain, and I'm not going to go into that. We're, we're, just, we're going to leave that one on the table. So we're not going to get to that. I'm talking about what's right for us right now, right? And that, again, so so this idea of right versus wrong, what I'm trying to say is, what is appropriate for us, for me as an individual, for you as an individual, for Donnie as an individual, what is appropriate for us here and now, realizing that that may change down the road? So let's say that I was, uh, let's say I was overweight, right? And, and running was really, really challenging on my joints and it was just excruciating for me to do it. But maybe I could get on a bicycle and maybe that would be easier for me to begin moving my body because it's not an impact. I'm not getting impact on from the running, from the, from my feet hitting the ground. There's no impact, hard impact on my knees or anything like that. Or maybe I prefer to go swimming, you know? Some people love being in the water, other people hate being in the water. Well, if I hate being in the water, why am I gonna go to swimming? Right? You're, you're, you're beating yourself up for no reason. You could easily just go for a walk outside or go for a bicycle ride. Some people like to go to a spin class, other people like to go outside and go for a ride. It's different for each person, and there's no right or wrong answer. Okay, why am I bringing this up? I'm trying to illustrate a point. And that is, as we begin to travel our spiritual journey, we're looking for a lot of answers, right? We're always turning for, oh my God, I got this challenge, I got this challenge, I got this challenge. What is the right solution? And everybody's got an answer or an opinion of what that right solution is. So, for example, right now, me personally, I'm going through a period of time where I'm trying to overcome some uh, limiting beliefs, and there's some, uh, there's just some stories in my subconscious. We'll, we'll get into this topic later if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and so I'm looking for solutions, right? I'm looking for how am I gonna, how am I gonna navigate and, and do this and, and reprogram this limiting belief? Um, and there's a number of ways to do it, right? Um, I'm, I'm personally familiar of, of two people right now. Uh, or two modalities right now that I could go do and, and have some success based on, on the modality, right? There's a form of hypnosis that you can do that, that, that programs those limiting beliefs. Um, and there's theta healing, which you can do, which re, which is the entire purpose of it is reprogramming these sort of limiting beliefs. And what I'm saying in limiting belief, what I'm talking about, uh, if, you're, if you're not familiar with that term, is the idea that our subconscious has programs that are sort of instilled in us from a very young age. Um, some of them actually are instilled in our DNA that we inherit from our parents and things like that. Others are from our own personal experiences at a, at a young age. When I'm saying young, I'm saying anywhere from uh, from newborn up through like six years old. And those lessons and, and experiences that we have create a story in our heads that we then are believe are absolute fact, absolute truth. Let's say, and I'll give you an example. Um, we're kind of getting a little off topic, but I want to make sure everybody understands what we're talking about. Um, let's say that I am uh, three or four years old, and my mom is really, really busy, and uh, she, you know, she's she's got a job, and she's and she's doing the absolute best that she can, but she doesn't have time to stop and play with me every single time I want to play, um, because you know she's got adult things to do, and we all know as adults we've got stuff to do. We can't stop every single time our three-year-old or a three-year-old wants us to play. Maybe my experience of that three-year-old, as a three-year-old or four-year-old, is that now I believe that my mom does not value me, 
All right, all right. I'm not valued enough. Or and there's a number. There's, there's there's a lot of different ways that we could interpret this this experience into a story that we tell ourselves. And so that is that was is what what becomes a limiting belief about ourselves later on in life. And so then it's like a it's like a default operating mode that we're always playing from. And so for the rest of my life, I'm constantly trying to prove to other people that I'm good enough because when I was a four-year-old, I tried to play with my mom and she just didn't have time for me because she was busy working and busy, um, completely valid, absolutely no problem with what she was doing. But we tell ourselves a story based on that experience, on our four-year-old mentality of what we're able to tell ourselves. Um, and this happens to every single one of us. Without a doubt, there's always a story that we have and, and they're pre-programmed it's like, a, it's like a program that we're operating from, a default program. Okay, so now that we got that under, under, underway and, and we, we understand that. So I've been trying to work on, you know, un, undoing that program for myself. And I have, the, you know, I have at least two modalities that I'm aware of right now as we're talking. Um, I know there's others, but there's just the two that are on top of my head that I could choose from. Which one is the right one? How do you choose? Um, well, most people would go and, Ask other people, well, have you, what have you done to do this? And, um, and you go and read reviews and you go and, and, uh, maybe you talk to the people who are, who are doing that. But when it comes down to it, you have to make a decision. Maybe you do both. Maybe you can, you, know, you can try both and see what works better for you. That'd be another way of doing it. But how do you decide? Right? How do you decide what is the right thing for us to do? There is no one right way to do anything. I may have an amazing experience with Theta Healing. And I'm like, wow, that was amazing. And I come back to Donnie and I say, hey, I just had this amazing experience with this person over here doing this. Like, and, and let's say he's expressed the same, it's maybe a different problem, but, it, but it's working on a limiting belief. I say, well, I had this great experience with this person. Like, you, know, you should go do this. This works really well. And he comes back, he's like, what the hell? That didn't work for me at all. <laughs> Who's right? Right? Does, does that mean that person is no good? Does it mean the, the, the situation is no, or the, the modality is no good? No. It just means it wasn't the right thing for him at that time. Maybe in a month he's ready for it and it works. And it's the same exact person, the same exact modality. Or maybe it's just that him and that person just don't really connect real well and he needs to find another person who does the same modality. Maybe it's, it's the wrong modality. He needs to go do, you know, um, a different modality. Maybe you just need to do meditation. I'm not meditation, but um, hypnosis. I, my point is that we need to learn to intuitively figure out what is the right thing for us to do. Because everybody's going to have an opinion about what we should do. But the real thing we need to be doing is listening to ourselves. The reason I bring this up was that I wanted to make sure that you as a viewer and we here understood that we are simply sharing our experiences. It's opinion. It's an experience. Hopefully we're able to cover something and it provides some insightful information. But don't take it as truth, right? As, as like that's the only way or, or, or whatever. We need to learn to discern what is right for us and what is not based on our own intuition. And, and there's a lot of ways to, to work on your intuition, right? I mean, there's a lot of, there's, there's so many different things you can do. I mean, um, there are divination tools, right? So you could, you can use, 
muscle testing, if you're familiar with that at all, you can use, and that's, it's basically a way of, of tuning into your subconscious, the knowledge and wisdom within your subconscious, but look up muscle testing. If you, kinesiology is another way of looking it up. Uh, you can use uh, pendulums, you know, try using a pendulum for that. Sometimes, um, you know, you can use oracle cards, oracle decks, things like that, um, that, that they're a little bit different because they kind of don't always, it's not like a, you really want, for this kind of thing, you really want a yes-no versus an oracle deck, which is sort of a, you have to do some interpretation kind of idea, right? But oracle decks are great for, for you know, in other situations. Learning to to be able to, for yourself, not relying on someone else, I can't stress this enough, this is about empowering you to make your own decisions. There are times when we want outside input and guidance, when we're stuck on something, perfectly fine, but at some point we need to make our own personal decision based on some of that information that we may have received from others. And so I think it's extremely valuable to keep an open mind and to listen to other people that are, are, are expressing things, similar to you know, what you're getting from this channel here, but also a time to turn things off. Uh, this brings up another point, which is when you're doing this kind of work and you're trying to discern what is right for me, there's an information gathering phase and then there's a contemplation phase, oh. right? And when you're trying to gain more information when you're in the contemplation phase, it doesn't work because more information is not going to help you make the decision um, because we're not making the decision logically. We're making the decision intuitively. Um, I can't tell you the number of times that it's worked out so much better for me to say what intuitively feels like the right solution here and now, regardless of what logically my brain is telling me I should do. Because intuitively, our subconscious and our spiritual uh, element of ourselves knows far better what's right for us here and now than our logical mind ever will. And so if we can learn to discern those two things, that's another yeah. conversation for another day, is, is battling that dilemma of uh, logical versus intuitive senses, um, and which one is right and when to use it. And when to distinguish. When to distinguish the difference. One over the other. One the other, exactly. Yeah. When you are intuitively working on something, um, and trying to get a sense of what is right and what is wrong. Like I said, there's a time for information gathering and there's a time for, for just contemplation and, and trying to get a sense for what is right and what's, what's right for you and not right for you at this time. The only way that you hear those signals, and, and that's basically what you're looking for. You're looking for signals within your body or within however you sense that. And this brings up another point, which you asked, um, we'll cover at some point down the road, is the different ways of interpreting intuition, right? So some people are clairvoyant, some people are clairaudient, some people are clairsentient. Uh, basically, if you don't, you're familiar with those terms, basically it's the way of sometimes you hear things, like actual hear things. Um, sometimes you sense things, or sometimes you feel things, like emotionally feel things. Um, and uh, sometimes you see things, right? Sometimes people have visualizations. And it's all different. We all, we each have different uh, uh, natural tendencies towards one or two of those. And so depending on your own inclinations and maybe, you know, as you start working with your intuition, you may receive these messages differently. But the process is the same, which is getting quiet and getting still with yourself. And if you are constantly on social media, listening to everybody else giving you opinions about stuff, you are never going to hear your own intuition. 
So we, you've got to find that time, set that time aside on a regular basis. It's like, okay, quiet time. And I'm not saying I've got this problem. I'm going to sit here and think through this problem. I'm saying, I'm saying like quiet time to just, just be and receive. Um, I've heard, I've heard a, heard a quote the other day, which I really loved. I've heard it several times now, but basically that prayer is the idea of requesting guidance and support from the universe, from God, from whoever you, know, you look up to. Um, and meditation is receiving the message, receiving the answer, right? So prayer is like, okay, I need help in this and that, whatever. Now I'm just going to sit and, 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 and let it flow and receive and let the message come through when it, at its, at its appropriate time. When you're first learning about intuition, when you're first trying to say, how does that work? They're very, weak signals, right? They're very subtle signals. And so if you're not used to being still, you will totally miss them. They'll, they'll be there and you just will not uh, notice them. Several years ago, uh, I went through a, it was actually a 10-day challenge. Uh, it was a thirst thirst challenge, I think it's called. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, it was put on by Alex Charfin. He's a business coach. And a really good program, by the way. There was a, a thirst challenge and um, quench your thirst. I don't remember. It was a ten, water challenge. I can't remember what he called it. Anyway, the idea was you're going to drink water for 10 days and make sure you're getting plenty of water. And the whole idea was what he was trying to do was show you how much your, your thirst signal uh, just goes away if you ignore it. You know how you can go, the term going nose blind to something, like if you're in a room mm-hmm. and there's a really strong smell and you smell as soon as you walk in the room, but after like 10 minutes or so, you don't really smell it anymore. And you have to like leave the room and go outside and get fresh air. And then you come back and you smell it really strong again. The same idea. Basically, our, our, our signals in our body, you know, give us warnings about certain things or, or you know, alert us to certain things. And then they're like, okay, well, we've told you a thousand times about this certain thing. If you're not leaving, then apparently it's not that important, so we're just going to stop sending you this strong signal anymore. So the thirst signal is exactly the same thing. So, speaking of which, I'm going to take a drink because I'm feeling very thirsty right now. But this is a part, this is, well, this is what the, this is what the 10 day challenge teaches you, which is this, is that anytime you even think about water or think about taking a drink, go and take a drink because it's your body Starting to let you know, hey, we, we kind of we kind of starting to get thirsty here. Yeah. Um, and so after a while, what you realize, and in the program, what you learn is that for someone who never feels thirsty, they probably never drink water. Right? They're probably drinking soda or flavored drinks or whatever they're drinking, but they're never drinking pure, just clean water. And so their body's just like, okay, well, you're not drinking water. Maybe there's no water around, right? So if you think about it from a survival instinct, there's no water around. Well, we're just not going to send that signal anymore because you're not honoring or listening to it. So there, there must be no water around. And as, so as you go through this program, you start realizing, you know, you start realizing how much water you actually do need. It is far more than most people think it is. When you start going through this program, I actually need to go through it again because I realize I've gotten off the habit. But one of the things that you realize is how subtle and how soft that signal is. And so the reason I tell you all about this, besides just sharing a cool program that's good to do, if I find the link, I'll have to go search for it. I'll, I'll put it in the description if you're interested. Is that um, 
these signals are extremely weak. And when we stop listening to them, they stop coming through. And our intuition is no different. Um, and so if we stop, if we have never paid attention to it, it takes a while. And the only way you're going to hear that very soft little whisper that comes through at the beginning is by having quiet time and not having distractions, not being so overwhelmed by everything in life that, you know, it's like trying to hear a whisper in a crowded room of screaming people. You're never going to hear that whisper. There's no, there's no way, right? You've got to empty that room. You've got to get everyone quiet. And then you can start to listen to that signal, listen to that whisper. I just felt it was really important as we begin this project, making sure that we all have an understanding of what we're doing here, which is one, co-creating. So please leave comments, ask questions, all that kind of thing. Um, I've start, I've thought about doing this project for a really long time, and I hadn't started it because I knew I needed someone else to have a conversation with. And that's why this stuff is starting to flow through now. So I definitely need feedback. So questions, comments, whatever. Uh, for this process to actually work. But more importantly, to realize that anything that I'm saying, anything that Donnie's saying, anything that we're presenting through this process is just meant for contemplation. Unfortunately, in our society, the way that we've gotten with technology, I mean, I'm not a pooper on technology. I, I honor and acknowledge its, its amazing benefits. Um, but there's always unintended consequences of any advancement. And the unintended, one of the unintended consequences of it is that we've all become immediate gratification hounds. We all want the answer to everything right here and right now. And this work, this spiritual journey work, doesn't work that way. Anything that you're working through in this manner, it unveils itself in its own time when it unveils itself. Um, and there's some things that you can do to, to clear blocks and all that kind of thing. That's all a part of just doing the work. It's like the easy button, right? Everybody wants the easy button in life. Give me the easy button. Give me the pill to, 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 to take away the symptom so I can just move on with my life. Um, and this journey is not about that at all. There isn't an easy button. Um, it's about empowering you to, to find the solution that you need. Um, and guaranteed there are other people who are using the same solution as you, or that's the, the right solution as you. Um, so we can always find other people, um, and that is also another part of that intuitive skill set is just becoming aware of what's happening around you. Because here's another truth that we all experience, and, and as we become more aware of it, it becomes even more, we realize how true it is, is that the challenges that we are currently facing almost, well, always, but you just have to be aware of it, there's always someone around you that is experiencing the same challenge. It happens time and time again. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've been struggling with a certain thing and all of a sudden I'll start having a conversation with someone who's having the same problem. I have a very good friend that we don't talk often, but when we do, I guarantee every single time we talk, we're kind of debating or, 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 or contemplating a similar question. Um, it never fails. And so uh, I truly believe that we are, we attract those that are focused on the same question in that period of our life. We, we you know, we attract other people too, but, but there's always someone in our life somehow, whether it's a family member, someone you just met, 
someone like on like on a YouTube channel we found, there was always someone who's traveling a similar journey that we can sort of bounce ideas off of or learn from or just get inspired by or whatever. Um, and it's by design. That's how that's how we're meant to go through this life. Um, so some people are in our lives for a short period of time as we as we travel that little part of the journey together, and then we part ways and we go our own ways because we're you know we're meant to to have other experiences. Well, I hope that information was helpful in some way for you. I wanted to leave you with some final thoughts on this topic of using intuition to empower yourself. This is something I'm really passionate about helping others to realize. I truly believe that we all have access to an inner guide that knows what path will best serve our higher self. And we just need to learn how to quiet the external noise and listen to the soft whisper of that guidance. The entire purpose of this podcast is to present information and ideas for you to contemplate and then inspire you to take action when you gain clarity on your best step forward. We will record future episodes on developing intuition and interview guests about how they discovered and worked with their guides. If you have any specific questions that you'd like to know, please reach out and share your thoughts. You can email me at lance at divinedreamspodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Satnam.